episode 13 of Talent Jackie. You're listening You're to Talent Talking Podcast. Podcast, a show for job seekers, recruiters, and hiring managers. He's never been fired more than twice. Your host, Sean Kelly. Thanks for joining Talent Jackie. How are you on this wonderful day or evening or hour or minute? I'm your host, Sean Kelly where I provide guidance, insight into the world of talent acquisition, and I'm talking to recruiters, hiring managers, and job seekers. Today, I thought we'd talk about LinkedIn. Now, I've recorded this episode probably six times, and it's always kind of changed, and I've always wanted to try to figure out how to approach LinkedIn because it's quite a beast um, to talk about. We could go into best practices. We could talk about if you don't have one, what to do, how to use it. But I thought I'd just tell you a little bit about my experience using LinkedIn and hopefully transfer some of my, I don't know, shortcomings, my lessons that I've learned on how I've used it or should have set it up properly or configured it in a certain way. And you could take that with you the way you want, I guess. There's a, there's lots of different ways to approach LinkedIn. And, and specifically, I'm talking to you, job seeker. Or just maybe you're just not even looking for a job, but you are on LinkedIn and you're not actively using it, but you have a profile. So this could be really anybody. I mean, it could be somebody who doesn't have an account and is looking to venture into that space. It could be for somebody who has a, an account and a profile, but isn't really using it much. Or it could be somebody that uses it quite frequently and you're just interested to hear how Sean uses it. So that's really the basis of this episode. So if you're not familiar with LinkedIn, obviously it's touted as the world's largest professional network. It's got over something like 347 million registered users. It's in 24 different languages and across 200 countries and territories. And I think if you do a search on like LinkedIn about It'll give you all kinds of different statistics, like how many groups are on there. Um, I think it even says that a user registers with LinkedIn. Actually, two users register with LinkedIn every second. So, you know, that's exponential growth. It's just totally crazy. Um, I work for an organization. I, I, I presented on LinkedIn one time, and I was laying out some of the numbers that were just phenomenal. And we, the organization I'm in has been around for over 80 years. And LinkedIn had been around over 10 years. And the drastic increase and in climb that LinkedIn had, even just over a company that's 80 years in the business, now two different models, two different industries, totally get it. It's not the same. You can't really compare them. It's not apples to apples. But it just really it was mind-blowing, actually, in the amount of growth that social media or LinkedIn, specifically this case, LinkedIn, had had in such a short amount of time. And there's even a video online that tells you the growth of 
lots of different mediums like the growth, you know, newspapers, TV, radio, social media, Facebook. And, you know, the the graph was such a steep climb. You know, it started out gradually with radio and TV and newspapers. And then, you know, the computer age and social media hit and it was like, foop, it went right through the roof. It's kind of neat. I can't remember the video name. Oh, I think it might be just the growth of social media if you Google that and look under the videos tab under Google that might come up. But anyways, I thought I'd talk a little bit about LinkedIn. So how do you use it? What's it there for? So it's a professional network. You're not really going to get on there and post a lot of things that you would normally post on a on a social network like Facebook, for example. And I compare it to Facebook because Facebook is really the juggernaut of all the social media platforms. It's got billions of users, a whole different demographic. Um, I mean, my aunt is on there and she is not a technical person. And the audience of Facebook has changed. Facebook has changed in how it approaches, um, you know, the formatting and how updates are shown in people's streams. And, you know, there was kind of a thing going on where, even if you post everything all day long and everybody's connected to me, not everybody's going to see every post that I put out there. I mean, just imagine, think about it. If you had like, say, a thousand friends or connections on Facebook, if you think that you post one update and it and it's actually seen by all those thousands of people and then you multiply it, one, it's an ungodly uh, scale and it, it, I don't think, and I'm almost, I can't say for sure, but I've been told that that's not, not going to happen. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't go to every single person. So how does Facebook actually determine what gets showed up in other people's profiles? I don't know. But this isn't really about Facebook. And I don't know why I got on that tangent. I apologize. But getting back to LinkedIn, uh, having it be, <clears throat> excuse me having it be the largest professional network, you're really going to use it primarily to showcase your background and experience. And you're going to reach out to network because there's two, I think, two to three facets of LinkedIn. There's your profile and your image, right? Your persona on LinkedIn, which really goes to your profile, right? And all those details. So that's one. And then the second one is really your connections, and how you're connected to different people. That's your network. Now, some people could debate like your groups, but I think that's kind of a sub, more like a sub section of your of, of what LinkedIn would provide. So it's kind of an additional feature, but not everybody uses groups. And I really do think that the profile and the connections is really the heart and soul of what LinkedIn is about. So you have your profile, and typically you're going to have you know, you're going to read a bunch of articles out there. You're going to probably listen to a few different podcasts on LinkedIn. You know, what's the best practices? How do you get noticed? Top five things to do on your LinkedIn profile to get noticed. Top five things not to do on LinkedIn. There's lots of different articles out there. That's why I really didn't want to go into some of the previous recordings I had on this episode and just kind of regurgitate a lot of that information. Now, if you're interested to know more, certainly drop me an email. Um, and if there's a, enough demand for it, I will absolutely get on the horn and start expressing a little bit more detail about pr- how to do a profile, 
why it's important to do X and Y, things of that nature. So let me know. But uh, you're going to get a profile and, and some of the important pieces that you're going to want to address is your, your image, right? Your actual photograph or avatar or what have you. It's not really referred to as avatar, but in some forums it is. But you're going to have a picture. You're going to have your summary, your work history, education, volunteer information, organizations, recommendations, skills, certifications, interests, and groups. And those can be displayed or you can opt to turn them on or off depending on who it is. So you can have a public profile and you can have X, Y, and Z, and then you can have a connection only profile or whoever's connected to you can view, you know, opt. So if they're connected to you, then you may allow them to see more like X, Y, Z and ABC. And those are all under the privacy settings. Um, online and networking. So you have your profile filled out and then you have your connections. Now here's where I've kind of come to a crossroads because there's two camps when it comes to connections on LinkedIn. The first camp is smaller, more intimate, and deeper connections, which means that, so when I started out with LinkedIn, my philosophy was if I I'm not going to connect to somebody on LinkedIn unless I've actually met with them or corresponded with them in some way or another. And I'm not talking necessarily just on like Twitter, but actually maybe they were a customer of mine. Maybe uh, I met with them and they were a client of mine. Whatever that is, um, I, it's my I am notification. I apologize. But, I said, if if I don't know them or I've never met them, then I won't connect to them. And that was fine. I maybe had, and I, I kind of came to that realization when I had about 200 connections. And it was fine. It, it wasn't a big deal. You know, I wouldn't, how did it work out for me? I wasn't really leveraging my network for anything at that point. And then uh, I got out of recruiting and staffing and that philosophy kind of carried over into when I was getting into digital marketing. And so I upheld that. Then I went back into corporate recruiting or into corporate recruiting. I shouldn't say back because there's a difference between staffing and corporate recruiting. I went to corporate recruiting and I, I, I decided to open the floodgates because my thinking then was the more the merrier. You know, I'll play the numbers. If I have a network of a thousand people and I send out a message or I do an update, then my amount of people in my network will see, there'll be a, a bigger, higher chance of more people seeing my updates and my face being in front of them when they go to LinkedIn, when they get at their update alerts, um, email to them. And so I, I let the, I let it open and I would promote my LinkedIn profile. I'd go to Google plus and I'd say, Hey, I'm on LinkedIn. If you are, and you want to connect, let me know. Here's my, here's a link to my profile. And then I would get a connection request. I'd accept it. I wouldn't even really look twice at it. And now, I mean, geez, I'm looking at my connections as we speak and I'm trying to see how many I actually have. And I don't know if it's going to tell me really quick, like, Hold on a second. 
Yeah, booger. It used to tell you like you have this excuse me, you have this many connections. And I don't think it's as I know it doesn't display it over five hundred. On your, I see it says over, it says 500 plus. So I don't know if it'll actually tell me how many, and I know there is a way, it's kind of funky how you get to some things on any social media platform. I think it might be even just who's viewed my profile in the last so many. Yeah, if you go to who's, who's uh, viewed your profile. Uh, and I think they took it off there too. Gosh, dong it. Well, anyways, I digress. But essentially, like I think I have like over two thousand connections. Oh, here we go. Your connections. It's on. If you go to who's viewed your profile, then you click on how you rank your profiles. They're down below in small print above, kind of a a head section. It says your connections: two thousand one hundred eighty-six members is the amount of connections that I have. Now, I know people I have like 5,000 or I don't know if it caps it or not. I thought it did, but, you know, you can get a plus account and have more. I don't know. Regardless, I'm going through my connections now and thinking, you know, there's a lot of people I just don't know. I, I mean, there's no connection whatsoever. I don't even know how they found me. Maybe they did a search and they're just starting to, you know, send out invites and grow their network. One thinking I was having is maybe they're just connecting to me to see my connections so they can get in touch with them. Maybe they're a recruiter. So what I'm doing literally right now as we speak is going through all my connections and I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning house. Um, you know, some of the things, and you have to have criteria in your head as you're doing this. Who are you going to keep connected to? Who are you not going to keep connected to? So what are you basing all that information? Or how are you basing that decision? Um, what criteria? So for me, it's going to be, do I know this person? Have I actually met them? Are they a colleague? It, it, very obvious, easy, no problem. Keep them, right? I'm also tagging the individuals. So at the same time, if I know that they're from a particular time or place in my life, I'll create a tag. So if I've maybe met them when I was doing staffing, I'll you know, just say staffing days and then I'll tag that person with that so that I can kind of have a mental note of how did I run into them or when did I run into them? You know, you can even do it by category uh, if you wanted to do that. So there are some people professionally that I don't necessarily know very well, but I've interacted with them multiple times on social media like Google Plus. I have a lot of gamer connections because I'm a tabletop gamer, that's one of my hobbies. So if I connect to one of those folks on Google, or I'm sorry, on LinkedIn, then I might just tag them as a gamer. You know, so that's kind of our hobby, common bond. Now, I wouldn't be able to professionally speak on their behalf. So if somebody said, "Hey, I know you're connected to John Gamer or John or Jane Gamer, can you tell me a little bit about their work ethic or what your interaction is?" I can probably speak to them as a as an interaction online, but as far as their professionalism, you know, and I'm talking strictly professionalism because we can get professional or personal online. I wouldn't be able to talk about that, right? So I'm putting tags and I'm going through and figuring out who I'm cleaning house and 
who I'm keeping. And, you know, part of me is like, oh, you stay, you're gone. You know, I don't want to do that. That's not my thing. It's just I'm trying to get to a manageable network and it's nothing personal to any of the people that are connected to me. It's just, you know, if I don't know you, eh. You know, and there are some people um, that I actually see as mentors or some kind of personality, right, that if they had that mentality, I wouldn't be able to connect to any of them. But they've been open enough to say, you know, even if I send them a connection notice and say, hey, I'm a fan of yours. I've read your book. Um, I'm just looking to connect with you if you're open to it. You know, I figure I have nothing to lose. So I send them a connection request and they'll, it's up to them. They could say yes or no. If they said no, I could totally understand. But I've had actually some pretty reputable, high profile individuals. Like I have one in information security. He's featured on CNN and, you know, Forbes and Fortune and all these, you know, high profile media platforms. And I said, you know, I've read a couple of your books. You know, I, you know, I know a little, and I talk a little bit about his background. I said, it's really interesting. Thanks for everything you've done. And I'm just wondering if you'd be interested in connecting on LinkedIn. Now I'm not going to go and try to recruit the guy. I'm not going to go through all his contacts and see if I can leverage that necessarily, but it's just, you know, more of a, I'm a fan. And if you're going to post something out there, I'd like to see it kind of thing. So getting back to connections, right? Holy cow, Sean. All right. So connections, some of the things that I'm doing is like, okay, so if I know, if I don't know them at all, right, I have no idea um, they're in a different state and a different city. So first of all, do I know them? No. Okay. Are they in the same city or state? No. Are they in an industry or at a company that I recognize that I may have associated myself with in some way, shape or form? Maybe I went to a networking event and I remember running into this person but again, that would go to, I, I know them, right? So I don't know them. I don't know that, you know, the, the city and state isn't local. They're maybe not in an industry that I relate to. So maybe they're in marketing. Do I know them from marketing days? No. Okay. I let them, I let them off, right? Do they have a profile picture? Do they have a title? Do they have a tagline? So a tagline it's kind of what you see when you hover over a person's name and it says, hey, it could be the same as a title, but you can kind of put in, I think mine is like talent jockey, blah, whatever. Talent jockey professional. But my actual title is, I don't, I don't know, I have to look my title up, but it's not really displayed or it's displayed underneath kind of your tagline. So if, do they have those things? Yes, no. If they don't, then I'm probably going to disconnect with them. Now, they may say, hey, Sean, we know each other from Google+. Why did you disconnect from me on LinkedIn? I can just say, oh, my my apologies. I didn't realize it. Because even on social media, it's funny. Images are so important, in my opinion, because what happens, and the reason I use my image or the image I do on LinkedIn, I use it on Google+, and I use it on Twitter, and I use it on Facebook, is because when I when people go around, they may not remember my name. And they may not remember reading my name on any social media platform. So, but if I reach out to them on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and they see my image, and they've seen my image on Google Plus or another platform, they can go, "Oh, I've, I know I've seen this guy. I know I know who who he is, or you know a little bit about him, because I recognize his picture." 
you know, there's times when, I mean, I get totally thrown off. There's some people on Google Plus or Facebook or whatever. You know, I'm not totally intimate. I don't have an intimate relationship with them. I don't meet with them every day. I don't have them on phone calls every day. And they'll change their, you know, I know they're, you know, I can even go through streams and I'll notice their picture and I'll go, oh, I can stop here and read what they have to say. But they change that picture. It throws me off. It's really weird. I don't know if you've experienced that. I have cousins and relatives that change their profile pics like every week. It drives me absolutely bonkers. You know, and it's funny because I don't mind change. It just helps me recognize things quicker. It really does. Does that make sense? Have you had that experience before? Let me know. Drop me a, shoot me a tweet. Shoot me a tweet. Um, or an email if you have. I, I, I would be surprised if it didn't throw you off if you are used to seeing somebody's image all the time and then they switch it up. And I don't think that's wrong, but I don't think you should do it like every three days or every week. You know, monthly, maybe yearly, definitely, because, you know, we change over the year. We want an image that actually looks like us. I've had people say, you had to change your picture. You don't look anything like that. I'm like, what? I just took it like two months ago. Now I always wear my glasses and in pictures I usually don't. Maybe that's an issue. You know, sometimes I'm clean shaven and most of the times I'm not, you know, in pictures that is clean shaven face to face, maybe not. So some people might say, you don't any, you know, don't look anything like yourself. So you got to update your picture. And I'm like, what? It's not, it's like two months old, man. Well, anyways, so that's what I'm going through in connections and getting, and then I'm tagging them. So that way down the road, when I want to filter my contacts, I can do it by the tags. And if then at that point I can export them and say, well, here's all my gamer folks and here's all my comrades and colleagues from this employer when I met them. And here's all the people that I met through staffing or corporate recruiting or just being in the Madison, Wisconsin area. And I can just kind of do that. And, you know, eventually if I wanted to email, I think I can segment uh, messages on LinkedIn to just message a group of people. And I could do that based on the tags that I have them in. So how are you handling contacts and your connections? You know, are you the one that's, I want to cast a broader net and not be as deep. So the, the, the that I equate to the more, the, the more quantity over quality, or are you the opposite and you're wanting to do quality network and not as much on the quantity side. So what I'm going to try to do so my end goal for this and trimming down some of my connections is if you are genuinely interested in networking and helping each other out, whether that's bouncing off ideas because of somebody's expertise or asking somebody to help you network to another company or another contact, whatever that is, that's what I'm hoping to do. And this goes back to, I think I mentioned this a few episodes before, I did do an article on LinkedIn for it, but it was, what do you want to get out of LinkedIn? And this happened to be with an individual in the Atlanta area um, where uh, I knew his brother through another social network. All right. His name's Matt. And Matt said, hey, my brother is looking for an opportunity. Can anybody give him a hand? And I said, sure, Matt. Give me his LinkedIn details. I'll reach out to him, see what I can do. And he did. And I contacted his brother, Matt's brother, happened to be in Atlanta. And I said, hey, you know, are you looking to move? Are you looking to stay? He was open to relocation. He's an IT professional. 
But I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll go through my contacts, and I told them this. I'll go through my contacts, see who I have in Atlanta, you know, message them, provide them your profile information, and if they reach out to you, great. And if they don't, they're, you know, we'll just call it a day. He's like, yeah, that's great. And I sent out a message to, oh gosh, I, I was surprised actually that I had even 12 to 20 people, I think, in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And uh, sent it out. And some of the connections I had, you know, there were people I'd actually worked for. Maybe they were a VP or an SVP in another organization that I actually worked for and actually met them, went through training. They trained me in some respect, had conversations, have had dinner with them. You know, and then I have connections that I haven't really met. You know, maybe they're a salesperson in the same organization I'm in, but we just don't know each other um, because we're, it's a big org. But I know they work with me, but they're just located in Georgia. And then I've even, you know, got high school buddies that live in Georgia. And so I email all these folks. And I was kind of kind of disappointed with not the turnout. And for those that did help out and, you know, even just reply, thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. But really, I mean, you know, and there's one particular instance like this professional SVP executive person. And I know that they're busy. I get that. But even just acknowledging like, hey, Sean, good to hear from you. Sorry, I can't really help or not really, you know, I'm too busy, really not my thing anymore. Totally get it. But, you know, nothing, zero, dead air. And so I thought to myself, well, what, why are you on LinkedIn? Is it for somebody to find you? And maybe it is. Maybe I can't speak to why they didn't answer me. And maybe that's just not the way they use it. Maybe they're total, I'm on LinkedIn so I can get discovered and I can leave my position. The funny thing is, is this person's been at the organization for probably over 20 years. So I don't foresee them leaving anytime soon. And I know the organization and they're pretty high up and I know that they get compensated well. So I'm just kind of wondering, like, why why are you on there if you're not willing to kind of, especially somebody like an actual connection you know. You know, I didn't burn a bridge with this individual. I had a good rapport with them, uh, really. So it was kind of perplexing. So when you get down to the network, how are you going to use it and what do you want to do with it? And for me, it's going to be, you know, being able to confide within a certain amount. Like, you know, I want to really get linked into the point where, it would be me calling a, a close personal friend and saying, hey, I was just curious, can you help me out? Or I have a question for you, whatever. And they could say, sure. And I actually get a response. And it, any response, just an acknowledgement. So that's kind of what I'm aiming for. And I'm not sure if I can go from 2000 to something that that close. We'll see. You know, like I said, it may not, my, the way I approach LinkedIn with my connections, it may not be the same as as other people. So even if I trim down and I think that I've got a closely knit group, they still may not want to interact on the same level that I do. So I have to kind of come to grips with that. Like, Hey, you need kind of need to realize that. So that's LinkedIn. Tell me how you're using your connections. Uh, so one thing too, is I'm getting into groups and, you know, trying to leverage groups a little bit more. I've considered even creating my own group, but I find a lot of groups just seem to be half maybe a handful of contributors. I mean, you could have a group literally of a thousand people, but it's the same five people that are contributing. And maybe some of the other 995 people may comment on articles or feedback on something, but they're, they're very rarely 
you know, I call them stalkers, right? They're, you know, if you've, if you've been on Facebook and you don't post a lot or you've been on any social media, but you like to read a lot instead of contributing, I kind of, I call them lurkers or stalkers. Um, probably lurkers are more like it. Stalkers is a different connotation, but, um, in groups, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to leverage a group where we can actually contribute and share ideas and information, kind of like a mastermind. And if you're not familiar with the mastermind, Google that. Um, they intrigue me, but I don't, I haven't taken the step in actually creating a mastermind group. But I was hoping to maybe look at recruiters, uh, corporate recruiters, maybe staffing. There is a local group. I'm kind of, I'm involved and in I'm, or I'm actually a member of. But again, it's really seeming to be, here's an article, nobody really weighs in, or the discussion is rather, it's not even one-sided because it's just an individual that's posting. Uh, I know another person that's on there and I'm connected to them on Twitter and they post an article. So I try to chime in on theirs. Um, So the interaction is very light and that's not really what I'm gearing towards. So I'm trying to kind of, hey man, we all have things we can, we want to know and we can contribute and help each other with, but it's only going to happen if, if everybody's willing to do that all the way around. Does that make sense? I don't know. So that's LinkedIn and that's some of the, some of the details that, um, I'm kind of toying with. So, uh, you know, I think you gotta, you know, that, if you know how, if you've got a profile, you got to fill in all the blanks. If you don't have a profile, let me know, and we may be able to do an episode on maybe fine tuning LinkedIn um, to help you. But tell me how you use connections, what your thoughts are. Um, some people, I mean, they go bonkers with the connections. I think the average user, it's pretty conservative. But I mean, I think the no brainer connections are the people that you that you work with or have worked for or worked with in the past maybe some personal connections and maybe have friends and family that are on there. And it's funny because it's a whole different audience and I use it to put out updates because I want to be in front of people pretty consistently. But again, I do want to be conscious of spamming their stream uh, to the point where they just won't want to be connected to me because they just see me all the time. So that's not my goal either. Anyways, LinkedIn, interesting beast. This one was kind of a, you know, I like the flow of this episode a little bit more than the, the previous recordings I had. It just didn't jive with me. And I, it was good info, but I'm like, God, it just didn't feel it. Right. So I hope this, uh, I hope you get something out of this a little bit. If not, you just hear Sean Rambo for the last half hour. But anyways, I will let you go. Uh, again, if you find this information useful, uh, if you like the way, uh, things go by all means, head over to iTunes leave a review. Don't even have to put in text. Just pick a few stars, uh, two stars, three stars, one star, whatever. Leave a, uh, that on iTunes. Gets me added exposure. Certainly helps out with the show. Otherwise, if you have a comment on this particular show on LinkedIn itself, you can go to talentjockey.com forward slash 013 and that'll get you to the show and you can comment there on the episode. Otherwise, I will let you go. Make it a good one. I will catch you on the next episode of Talent Jackie.